you're listening to the Business of Branding podcast. If you are a creative female entrepreneur ready to connect with more of those heck yes clients, build an irresistible brand, and allow growing your business to feel easier than ever before, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nikki Arnsman, a brand designer and strategist, a mama, and a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. On this podcast, I share all the strategies, tips, and lessons learned that have helped me build and scale an aligned business. My hope is that the content here will inspire you to go out and do the same for yourself. Welcome to another episode of the Business of Branding podcast. I am excited to talk today about um, advertising, uh, running successful funnels, and doing things um, in the digital marketing space that might look a little bit different than what you're normally used to. I've got Emily Hirsch here. She is a leading digital marketing strategist, young entrepreneur, and founder of Hirsch Marketing, one of the fastest growing digital marketing agencies that is responsible for over $106 million and counting in client revenue generated. Emily and her team of experts work with top-level influencers and game-changing entrepreneurs to grow their businesses and generate massive revenue using her revolutionary not-for-lazy-marketers process, which I am super excited um, to dive into that process and learn about the way that you are doing things um, a little bit differently and unique for your industry. I think the uh, landscape of advertising and just like the idea of putting money into this this like functioning machine that is advertising can be a little scary right now, whether that's like iOS updates or just like chatter of changes of, you know, just how far your dollar can go um, that I'm always interested. And I know my audience is always interested in kind of hearing um, the different ways that agency owners and people like you who are fully like, that's all you're focused on um, are doing things to kind of, um, continue to let advertising be a revenue generator and a lead generator. So Emily, welcome. I'm excited to have you here. Yay. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So um, how long have you been in business? Give us a little rundown on kind of the background. I know you are a young entrepreneur, so I'm assuming you haven't been doing this for 30 years. So clue us right. in. Yeah, no, not 30. I've been in business for six years. Um, I started my company because I had my son. So that was kind of the, the kickoff of wanting to become an entrepreneur and being able to work from home. I've always been an entrepreneur, but wanting to create something I could be home with him and still have a business. So I actually started out as a virtual assistant six years ago, and that led me to Facebook ads. And then I started doing those for those clients and then built my team. I now have a team of 27 employees um, wow. all across the US and Canada. So it's it's grown relatively quickly, but I've always loved marketing and the psychology behind it. And I think how, you know, looking at marketing, not as a template or something that's like a one size fits all, but really helping people understand how to think like a true marketer and customize strategies and experiences and ways to build connection with their audience, because that's ultimately how you get the best results. So that's kind of my passion and what comes really naturally to me and why I started my company. 
So amazing. I love that you started out virtual assistant. I think that's an important part to unpack here because so many people feel like, how, how can I get started? Or how do I figure out what it is that I'm good at or what I like doing? And I always talk about, I've got a couple other episodes um, for anyone listening that you can go back about how to get started um, in virtual assistant world. Esther Inman, I don't know the episode number, but look for Esther's name in my lineup. Um, she's a great resource because sometimes I think figuring out where you, where you thrive, what you're good at, what you love doing, how you like supporting your clients um, is an organic process that happens from you kind of like dabbling in various different areas of supporting clients, which seems like that was like your story. You started out virtual assistant, kind of figured out like, oh, I'm really good at this. I like doing this. This is where I'm like shining and getting the uh, best results for my clients. And I love that that kind of led you into now a 27 person team. Team, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And you know what? I think so many people out there are like, you have to focus, you have to cho choose one thing you have to niche down, which is absolutely true. But sometimes you have to go through a process of like doing a, a lot of different things and figuring out where you want to go. So there's different phases. And that's why I'm so anti like everybody do it this way type of models, whether it's marketing or business, because everybody's in a different place. And I had to get to a point where I was like, I'm only doing, you know, marketing, but first you have to go through that process to figure out what that is. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. I always, I agree with that. People um, like clients come to me or, uh, you know, just like people in my audience about niching and about, you know, how do I know like what I should be doing and, and how do I niche in? And I'm always like, that is definitely something that, like you said, like has to happen, but the, I like an organic process because I feel like some people just choose something for the sake of choosing just so that they can quote unquote niche. Right. And then they're in it. And now their whole business is messaging copy, like, you know, branding, everything is directed toward this one type of client or this one type of thing. And what happens if you turn around, you've only been doing that for a couple of months and you're like, I don't really like this. Right Now you have to like re peel back all the layers and start over again where you could have just been like, yeah, taking on this client and see how that feels or take on this client and see how that feels. And, um, and I think that that's important that you don't have to just like choose something for the sake of choosing. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like our niches choose us like over time when we figure out like what we're really good at and what we like. Yeah, doing. yeah I agree. So what does your business look like today? Like what type of clients are you working with? What kind of projects are you working on? What are you seeing people having the most success with? Yeah, so we specialize in working with digital online brands. Um, so somebody who wants to grow their audience, generate leads, generate sales using an online strategy. So we work with a lot of webinars, a lot of different lead magnets, challenges, those type of funnels. Um, so it's a variety of clients, but all kind of in that category of they want to grow their, their business online, which has grown a lot, right? In the last year and a half that people are moving online and we were kind of able to help a lot of people coming into that place who didn't know anything about it, you know, pre COVID and then had to learn to adapt their business to that. And so one of the things that I teach and also work with our clients on is anybody who's marketing their business online. I think there's layers and there's different goals. There's the first goal of, of growing an audience and consistently having visibility, brand awareness, 
content and kind of pairing the idea of organic marketing where you just post. Cause I think a lot of people, that's how they start. They're like, okay, I want to grow an online business. I'll just start posting on social media and the people will come. And, and we know that that's not necessarily true. So it's pairing posting quality content with some ad spend. So you can actually get people to see that content, not promoting, like come like my page, but creating valuable content that people will come and consume. So that's one layer. Then the next layer is growing your email list is lead generation and making sure you're, you're growing that list every month. Cause those leads ultimately lead to sales. And then the mm-hmm. final layer is the sales. And so I've always, you know, taught a layered strategy, but what's been interesting is with the iOS updates, that's gotten even more important in the last year, because for example, if you have a webinar and that cost per webinar registration went way up post iOS updates, you really have to lean on brand awareness and visibility and basic lead gen. And so having those layers where you're building touch points and you're being really strategic with how you use ad spend has become even more important. Mm -hmm. Um, What I'm hearing there and what I feel like has been like the chatter just amongst the like you know, marketing communities that I'm in is having this like full business ecosystem that supports all the different ways that you are bringing leads in. So I even look at my business, for example, you know, last, this time last year, ads were cranking for me, like huge profit, really big revenue numbers coming in just from running uh, front end ads to cold audience straight Mm -hmm. to an SLO, like a low ticket $27 offer, which was awesome. And it was amazing. Um, But, and, and thankfully, like within that time, while that was all running, I was able to continue building out the rest of my offer suite and um, just the rest of the ecosystem of my business um, to be able to support that. Because for me, like when the iOS update did come and between like the election holidays, the iOS update was sort of this like snowball, mm-hmm. like situation, um, that my ads did shift and the revenue that was coming in from them did shift, but I was still getting consistent leads. I'm, I'm actually running some ads to a freebie right now, which I never thought I would do, but I am. Um, and you know, even those, all of those, uh, leads that are coming in, it's, it feels good now to say like, okay, we looked at the business as a whole and what are we doing with all these people that are coming in and where are they going within the business? Because leads are literally names on a paper if we're not doing anything with them, right? So um, I'm always big on like, great, like what you're saying, like, okay, great. What are we doing with when these people come in? What are we doing with them? And I think that I I do think that, and maybe you can touch on this, that um, that's something that kind of gets a little lost in the process of marketing is so much focus on like, we got to get leads. We got to get leads. We need people. We need our list built. We need like all of, you know, we need an audience. We need followers. It's always this just numbers game to like grow the amount of people who are exposed to who we are. But if you don't have the system in place to support them or offers that make sense for them or another funnel for them to be in, like, then they're kind of meaningless, you know, like then what are we, we're focusing so much on bringing them in. And then what are we doing with all of them? Right. And what's the quality of the client experience that they're getting once they are actually in our world? Yeah, which really goes to what you're saying of the importance of having a complete kind of 
from beginning to end strategy in place. And I do feel like post iOS, like two, three years ago, you could get away with having like a halfway there strategy. Like you could have the lead gen and the partial sales strategy to convert those leads. But because the leads were so inexpensive, it didn't really matter because you were still profitable. And now like there just isn't room for that, which is where it was bound to go, you know, at some point with marketing. So you absolutely have to have that plan of, of the different layers. How are you going to grow your audience? How are you going to generate leads? And then how are you going to convert both of those buckets Mm -hmm. into sales? And then how are you going to track and measure that success? So, you know, what's working and what's not working. And I don't say that to intimidate people because I feel like some people are like, I missed the boat. Like Facebook ads are done and they don't work anymore. Because I think one thing that's important to note is that it's still the number one social media platform, Facebook and Instagram, and your audience is there. And so you just have to figure out how to make it work for your business. And that could mean that you run a lot of audience generating ads right now because they're inexpensive. And then you can take that audience and you've got a system or a process where you can send them. So it's not like it's, it's just, Oh, my webinar ads work or they don't. And I'm going to either run ads or not. It's like, how do I make it work strategically for my business? So that's what I've been working with our clients, with our own business on a lot, because you have had to change the way you look at Facebook ads now, because the cost has to make sense for you. So like the SLO funnels you're talking about, I feel like for a lot of people, they don't work anymore because the cost has gone up. They will still work. The offer has to be killer. But if it's like there's 800 more of those offers out there already being done, it's going to be really difficult to make that a profitable funnel with the changes that have happened. So it's just a matter of changing how we think about paid ads, I think, in the last year. And you can still absolutely be successful, but you just have to have it honed in a little bit more and be a little more intentional with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think the like mother nature part of that feels like, you know, like you said, it's, it's like you could get away before with just like half doing. And now it's like the people who are actually taking the time to like build out a brand strategy, to build out a marketing strategy, um, to make sure that like everything that they're putting out there, they're showing up as like a solid ambassador for their clients, for their industry, um, and for the work that they're doing are going to be the ones who do figure out how to make it work um, and aren't just like throwing money in the pot because they want to just make a quick dollar or a quick million dollars or whatever it right. you know, was at a certain point. Yeah. Um, so for you, that you have a method or a system uh, not for lazy marketers process. So is that your layered system or what does that look like for you? Can you share that with everyone? Yeah, so I, I've touched on it a little bit. That is our layered system, but I'll walk through. So it's five steps. Um, the first step, the first foundational piece is your marketing foundation. And this is where that branding comes in. And this is everything you need to do before you run ads. And you know, with any foundation, is the most important piece because you can't build anything on a weak foundation. So what I teach there and what we work with our clients and students on is making sure you have that crystal clear idea of who your ideal customer is. You have that excellent offer positioning that's going to make you stand out from 
the other offers out there and you're clear on like what makes you different as a business and how are you going to connect to your audience? Because all of that is the foundation of your marketing. Like you could have the best strategy, pay the best funnel builder, hire the best agency. But if you don't do that work, nothing is going to work. And messaging has just become more and more and more important as the industry has gotten more saturated because you have to work harder to stand out. So that's that first step. Um, We call it strategize. It's all those foundation pieces. Then Mm -hmm. the second piece is the brand awareness and visibility. And like I talked about, this is where you take strategic content. So if you have a podcast or you create videos, like whatever you create for your audience, you take that and you spend about 10% of your monthly budget and actually run traffic to it so that new people can see that content. So you're creating those touch points with your brand, you're building that connection, you're building that trust through that content. And I think a lot of people create content and a lot of us create way, you know, way too much content that doesn't even <laughs> get consumed. And so this is a way to say, okay, I'm already doing that hard part of creating great content. And now I'm going to put a little bit of ad spend behind it so that new people can come in, you know, consistently come in contact with my brand. And, and the other important piece on this step is that it's connected back and, and you know that that content is created for your ideal customer. Mm-hmm. You're not just creating content because you're like, this sounds cool, but it's going to attract that ideal customer because everything we do should be to do that and it needs to all be connected. So that's the second step. The third step is lead generation. So this is growing your email list. Most of the time, this is where people start. They're like, okay, I need to launch my webinar funnel or I need to launch my opt-in, whatever it is. And that is where a big bulk of your budget will most likely go unless you're an e-commerce brand, but you'll, it will go, you know, 80%, 70, 80% of your budget is going to growing that list, getting people into the front end of your funnel. In this, I teach making sure that whatever strategy you've created for the lead gen is is also something your audience wants. If they're super busy, they're not going to participate in a five-day challenge. you know. And if they are a really high-level entrepreneur that you're trying to target, they're probably not going to watch a 90-minute webinar. So you have to kind of customize that strategy for your audience. And I see a lot of people make a mistake of like, seeing another business do something and then carbon copy Mm. that in their business. And it's like your audience and your offer is different. So again, this is where thinking like a marketer comes in because you have to really come back to like, what does my audience need? And what's the best journey for my audience to go from not knowing who I am to buying my offer? So that's lead gen. And then from there, it moves into the sales portion of the process, which is basically retargeting ads to all of your leads, all of your audience, and then any follow-up emails and just those touch points to try to bring in the sale um, and, and really retargeting those people and creating a very clear you know, offer positioning and making sure that it stands out and that you are really focused on the end result and not just all the features of your offer. That's another mistake a lot of people make is they're like, it's this bonus and this bonus, but then they don't connect that to actually like the results that their audience wants. Mm-hmm. So that's that piece. And then the fifth and final one is scale and optimize. And this is where I believe very strongly that marketing is a process and the process is consistently, you test something, you refine it, you do it again, and you never stop doing that. And I think it's really important to me that people understand like marketing isn't building this awesome funnel, launching it with ads, and it just works out the gate. Like that literally never happens. And so 
you have to understand that if you're seeing that from the outside, there's so much refinement that has happened before that person got to that place. And so like the true marketing skills and test comes into play when you actually launch something and it doesn't work. And then you go back and you figure out what the problem is and you do it again until it works. Mm -hmm. And that's why I have a saying that's marketing always works. It's just a matter of when, because it is about kind of coming back to these previous steps in the process. So for example, you launch ads, they're not working. Okay. Where's the first drop off? Are they not signing up for your webinar? Why do we have to change the title? Do we have to get more clear on our messaging? Do we need to write new ad copy? Like we fix that first problem and then we can move to the next one until it's working and it will get to the point where it's working if you stick to that process so Mm -hmm. the final step is all about that and I teach like you've got to first before you launch ads have goals because a lot of people are like I'll just spend $20 a day and see what happens instead kind of ask yourself how many leads do I expect to get from this? How many sales do I expect mm-hmm. to get from this? And then once you go to launch ads, it's like, where am I actually landing and what do I need to adjust? And I think that gives people the confidence to also launch ads because you're not feeling like I'm spending money and I don't know what's happening and I'll just shut them all off because I'm freaking out because I'm spending money, which a lot of people find themselves in that place. Yeah. Whew, that was all really, really good. I think a couple things stick up for me um, that I just want to touch on. One is the part where you said we get to step three, which is lead gen. And most people start there. Yeah. And which in my mind, uh, you know, I'm in the branding space. I'm specifically in like the brand strategy um, right. space even more than like brand design. And yes, I'm there. But like I, when we talk about a, fa- a foundation, which is really like your step one and two, right? Yeah. Is marketing foundation and then brand awareness and visibility. Um, when people co- skip those and go straight to lead generation, right. and is it's like, that's in my mind, I think of one of the biggest things that people talk about is getting shiny object syndrome, right? Yeah. And it's like trying all these different things because yeah. they see their mentor doing this or so-and-so on Instagram is doing this, or they just got Amy Porterfield's new email and she's yep. doing this. And so like, yeah. I need to try that. And right. my number one way to avoid shiny object syndrome and feeling like you need to try all these different things is like having your own brand strategy and your own marketing strategy. Because when you understand who your people are, what they need from you, what's going on in their world. And and so like, what would actually make sense for them in terms of a marketing strategy? It's, you don't really get distracted anymore because so easily you can just come back to your brand strategy or your marketing and be like, you know, does this work for them or doesn't it? Okay. It's like running your business off of data-driven decisions that you put time and energy into creating a strategy for or making decisions based off of your feelings because you, because you just saw Amy Porterfield have a six figure launch off of her course. You know what I mean? Right. She did it this way. And so like what I'm trying to say is the most important thing here in here is is understanding that your business, your clients, and your strategy is going to look drastically different than what someone else's might look like and skipping step one and two, which is creating a brand strategy, creating a marketing strategy, and then awareness and visibility is just doing a massive disservice to your own 
goals and your yeah. own successes, because then you don't end up getting the results that you want. You don't end up testing. Instead, you are jumping to the next thing. And so you don't actually ever get to complete this cycle. Yeah. Um, and well, and I'll add, you'll have to come back to it at some point <laughs> like always. in order to be successful. So you'll just yes. waste time and money, not focusing on it. And then you'll be forced to go back to it. And I'll also add, I think a lot of people don't know their ideal customer. Clearly they think they do. It's very surface level. And then they go to start figuring that out. And if you can't talk to and attract your ideal customer, there's no way that you're going to have successful marketing. Mm-hmm. And what you said, it's every, I just want everyone listening to know this, like every single business has to do like brand and marketing foundational work, period. Like there is, it is a non-negotiable. It maybe was an, you could get away with like, maybe I'll brand myself. Maybe I won't, maybe I'll figure out like parameters for this marketing strategy, or maybe I'm just going to throw some money in ads and see what, like, quote unquote, see what happens. Right. You, that's, you can't do that anymore. Like that's right. not an option. It's not like an, oh, uh, maybe I'm going to do this. No, you have to do this. There are way too many businesses in the online space for you to skip out on this. And even if you just simply think of the brands that you know and love, like I'm just using like names of people because I have a lot of service providers, right? So you think about like the Jenna, like Jenna Kutcher or Rachel Hall. I know people have like all their like reasons to like and dislike these people, but like, (laughs) you know, you have like your Marie Forleo or your Rachel Hollis or, you know, like Oprah or whatever it is, or Target or like Chip and Joanna Gaines with Magnolia. Every single one of these brands, Target, Nike, like they all did this work. They mm-hmm. all did this work and, and nine times out of 10, they did it from the very beginning and it was the first place they started. And if it wasn't the first place they started, they tried and tried and failed. And someone along the way told them, er, turn around, reverse, unbuckle, get out, do this work first, and then you can get back in and go forward. Yeah, and exactly. Just Thank you to us that we're shedding light on this like now, because if you're earlier on in your business, you will just save yourself so much time, so much money, so much feeling of failure, you know, like throwing money at ads without having any sort of plan or foundation from the beginning. Like you said, like, I'm just going to throw $40 in a day or whatever it is um, and see how it goes. Yeah. The only thing you're expecting and I know this because I've been there. The only thing that you're expecting when you do that is like a unicorn result of like right. massive success, which right. it never happens that way. Right. Yeah. So and I always people fail. You're yeah. like, oh, it didn't work. Yeah. And one thing to note that like a lot of people do is they think Facebook ads will be like the saving grace. So it's like, this mm-hmm. hasn't worked for me. This hasn't worked. This hasn't worked. I just need to figure out my Facebook ad strategy. But Facebook ads in any paid media or even organic is only going to amplify what you already have. So if you have an unclear understanding of your messaging and you're not clear on your own values and your company's why and all of that like brand components, then that's just going to be amplified in anything that you do. Organic, paid, it doesn't matter. And so there's there isn't something that will come save a broken foundation. You have to fix the foundation. Mm-hmm. I also liked how you noted, like you do design and stuff, but I, I sometimes think people 
associate brand with just like logos and design, you know, and it's more than that. It's like, to me, what's the most important is your company's messaging, like your why, what makes you Mm -hmm. different? How are you going to talk to your ideal customer? That's like the most important. And to be honest, you'll do the foundational work and you're going to come back to it. Like I just, we just went through a process where we interviewed 50 people in our audience just to reconnect after iOS to where everybody was so we could make sure our content, our offers and everything is in place. So you're also never done doing this because the reality is your audience and your industry is ever changing, especially if you're in the online space. And so you have to stay up to date with that as well. Obviously your values will stay the same, but how you talk about them or how you connect with your audience may change in the coming years. Yeah, it will change. I just, um, I love all of this. I just had an email go out in the last couple of days um, that was surveying my list of just asking them a series of 10, 12 questions, you know, took them less than a minute, yes or no answers um, about just their brand strategy. A lot of what we're talking about right now, when I tell you it's like so insightful to understand where your audience is at, what they're struggling with, what they need support with, um, all in reference to like the messaging that you're creating for them and the offers that you're creating for them. And like that new freebie or that new lead gen mechanism or whatever it is, um, to be able to hear that straight from them is just so, so valuable. So I know you yeah. said, like you just interviewed, we just did this survey. I think we're at around 300 responses in the last 48 hours. Yeah. And I just keep like refreshing those responses. Cause I can't get over number one, how similar like everyone is feeling on these certain topics specific for me around just lack of foundation and lack of like brand strategy. And like you said, like there isn't some one size fits all solution that can fix a broken foundation other than you being relentless in like your pursuit for figuring out what do they need? What do we stand for? How can we connect with our audience and what do they need most from us? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And anybody, I, I tell everybody, you know, if they're, if you don't know what to do, go talk to your audience. Like, and the mm. surveys are, we've done many surveys as well. And the interviews just take it to the next level of like one-on-one conversations to get to here. And I, I will also say uh, one important thing is that your audience doesn't always know what they need. There's mm-hmm. like a famous saying that, um, uh, f- uh, Ford, whoever it founded Ford said, if I asked them what they need, they would have said like a faster horse. And then he came up yeah. with the car, you know? So what I a- tell people to do is ask your audience what, what they're struggling with. That's the most important thing. And then what they've tried to fix it and it hasn't worked because then you can make sure you're answering what they're struggling with because mm-hmm. people don't know necessarily exactly what they need, but they definitely know the problems they're having. And they definitely know what they've tried in the past that hasn't worked to solve that problem. Yeah. That's so good. That is a gold nugget right there. Everyone should write those two questions down. Um, okay, cool. So, um, where can everyone find you? Where can they connect with you? I feel like we've had like you and I could really dive in deep on all of this, like strategy and this process. I feel like there's been some really tangible things here, um, just in terms of, uh, of brand awareness and 
creating a foundation before you decide that you're ready to scale and optimize. Um, and also know that um, that scaling and optimizing step and having a focus on the end result and people actually experiencing results with your offers, not just selling them a bunch of stuff um, is going to be a process that um, may come with ups and downs and ups and downs and rewind and rework um, until it does work. And I love what you said. um, Marketing always works. It's just a matter of when um, is something that I know will stick with me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. And um, the best place to find me is my website, hirschmarketing.com. My last name's H-I-R-S-H. Everybody puts a C. So no C, (laughs) hirschmarketing.com. I've got a podcast that comes out twice a week. If you love podcasts specifically around marketing, it's quick, actionable tips. And then I hang out on Instagram a lot. So you can come and hang out with me there. Perfect. We will um, link up your website, your podcast, your social media. Um, If anyone's got any other questions or any comments, please reach out to us. You can DM her, DM me, um, check in with us. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and we will see you on um, next week's episode of the Business of Branding podcast. Thank you.